0: hello everyone and welcome to a special edition of the svk podcast it is the york Ebor festival for beautiful days on the Navesmire. it is a fabulous race course always puts on excellent racing they've got a hundred grand minimum for each race over the course of these four days so they deserve good field sizes although the first race we're going to touch on hasn't been rewarded with the, f- the field size that we they expect but uh Nevertheless, we're going to look at the best races that we have got coming up over the next three days. We're recording this on Tuesday, so we've got, got decorations for, for Wednesday and Thursday. And uh, so our main priorities are the Job Run International, the Yorkshire Oats, and the Nunthorpe Stakes. Uh, Ross Miller and Tom Collins uh, are with us. Uh, Ross, you look like you're catching the sun. I've just come back from France myself. It's beautiful there, but that's a lovely town and Quite sort of a hawaiian thin shirt you've gone on there. You're really sort of sticking into uh, us here in England.
1: I, <laughs> I prefer French to no, know. It, it was actually after my son's birthday yesterday. So we had a afternoon down by the by the local lake with a swimming pool. And yeah, I think we've all, all caught it a bit. Um, on the Working hard on the peddler out on the lake, I think, was the the, the real kicker.
0: I'm Working hard, yeah. I know I can see some lovely scenes and you sitting by a lake with lots of glasses of rose. Um, and just and, and basking in the sunshine, which is exactly what I did in, in Deauville, which was beautiful um, to see some excellent racing and um, watch some expensive yearlings um, go around the ring. TC's coming back, come back from Saudi, he's got his, his break back in England and um, we'll be looking forward to this uh, this week's action. So let's head on and uh, begin with the jubmont International. Um, 3.35 on Wednesday at your one mile, two and a half furlongs. And we've got a field size of four. Oh, bit of a shame. A real letdown, I really think, because at one point we were hoping that it was just going to be, again, another race through ages, a bit like the King George. But, uh, Ross, you brought the news to me that Desert Crown was uh, injured again, and he isn't here. And I've heard that he's getting life-saving surgery. It was yesterday. Uh, no news yet on him, but he's a notable absentee here. So we line up with uh, Paddington, Mostardaf, Nashua, and the Foxes. So we've got two three-year-olds against their elders. But Ross, quickly, it's uh, disappointing for the track because they do put on so much good prize money. It has been, over the years, a fabulous horse race. But they can't do much about horses getting injured. Um, But where's everyone else?
1: Well, yeah, I mean, first of all, let's hope Desert Crown can be, can be safe first and foremost, um, that, you know, that is, that is just unfortunate. That's not anyone dodging a, dodging a, a challenge, but as for the rest of them, yeah, exactly where are they? I mean, all this prize money, um, it, it, it means that I personally start to have very sort of short patience with trainers bemoaning prize money, certainly at the top level when they put on a race like this and, you know, a mile and a quarter, there's plenty of horses that could be, could be targeted. It's, it, it is basically just pathetic and and I would level the argument that maybe some of the prize money needs to come away and get shoved down into the into the bottom levels where people are are keen to run for it and will run their horses um but that's probably a for a separate, separate podcast um as to what i what I make of it I think Paddington is is the right price I think he's absolutely solid he's uncomplicated he's got the speed uh, for a mile as he's as he shown. He's got the stamina uh, for a mile and a quarter as he showed in the Coral Eclipse where he stayed really well to beat Emily Upjohn. He's versatile with regards to ground. You know, he's versatile with how he can be ridden. He made it all last time on a on soft ground over a mile at, at Goodwood. Um, and equally, he's been, he's been dropped in as well. Um, so he's absolutely solid. He's not the sort of price I like. And just uh, alongside that, he's twice beaten Charin who's 114 rated, four lengths, and I just don't rate Charon. Now, maybe I've got it the wrong way around and Charon is better than I'm giving him credit for because I can't knock Paddington whatsoever. But just those two lines of form and it's four, li- uh, four lengths every time just makes me question whether the form is perhaps all that. Emily Upjohn was disappointing next time. Um, so, I mean, he's the most likely winner, but just it would stop, you know, stop me even thinking about going in at a short price. Moshtadaf, I think, was much improved last time, but I think he benefited from sitting off the pace in the Prince of Wales. Um, Luxembourg's done not an awful lot for the form uh, next time. You know, he was was beaten a a comfortable eight lengths, um, and he has to concede seven pound in this. The Foxes, I don't think is good enough. For me, it's a race I'll watch. I think it's got quite a fascinating makeup in terms of where the pace is gonna come from, what they're gonna do. Um, If I was given a free bet, um, and and feel free to give me a free bet, I I would just chance Nashua. She's got plenty to find. She was disappointing last time uh, in the Nassau over this trip, but that was on soft ground. And I'm just wondering as she gets a bit older, whether she's a bit more ground dependent and wants good ground. But she was really impressive in the Falmouth, sat off the pace over a mile, quickened up really smartly. Just on my inclination that they're going to crawl here, because it's not in Ryan Moore's interest to set a strong pace. And I think he probably is the pace angle. I think he'll set his own fractions. I don't think he want to be be making a stamina test of it because he knows he's he's on a pretty quick horse. but so too is Nashua. Um, and I just wonder whether she, if for any reason Paddington underperform, whether she might just have the, the quicker turn of foot than the other two. So it's a race to watch, not a race to bet. If I had to have a bet, it would be Nashua just at the prices.
0: And you're happy with her remaining at this trip because it's been, Bit uncertain, aren't we? Whether she just wants a mile, or if she's just failing to stay the, the ten furlongs this season.
1: And I, and I think you can also now I think she's a bit moody as well. I think she she is perhaps developing a profile of a of a filly or mare that that just is a bit in and out, as they can tend to be. I I would just think the the soft ground maybe stretched the last time, although they didn't go quick. So you know, I'm I'm just put a line for that last run yet. Yeah over a mile she looked really impressive but she, she has proven she stayed this before i don't think the stamina's an issue i i'm just more on the on the ground and, and what side of the lorry she gets out of in the morning
0: yeah i'm pleased she's in the race it adds quite an intriguing element she's avoiding the fillies she's she's sticking at, at this trip and she's it's, it's, it's she's required really in here i think you're spot on about the pace it looks like none of them barb paddington is really the one that's going to sort of go forward. The the Cornwall team don't want to add in a, a pacemaker. They don't clearly think that Paddington really needs one. And look, he has been so versatile, TC, and in, in all types of race setups, he's actually only really faced these small fields. His last two runs, they've, they've been, it's been small enough. And Ryan seems to do whatever he wants on him. I think the main element is that he receives weight all round from, from his elders and it, it, it just, it benefits him. You know, to to be able just to do as as he likes with that in his locker as well. I'm just finding it really difficult to see how they they get in beat. Can you?
2: I mean, the most likely winner is Paddington. There is no getting away from that. However, this is his sixth run since May the first. Surely, those quick fire runs in such a short space of time will catch up with him at some point. Now, I'm not saying that he's going to drastically underperform. That anything sub 120 and he's generally been running at around mid 120s would see him be put under pressure here and that's an interesting factor to contemplate when you're looking to back him at four to seven or eight to 13. yes he's by far the most solid option in the race he'll probably go forward uh, he's got the best form in the book he's unbeaten this year and aiden o'brien just needs one more winner to become the winning most uh, trainer in the Jumont international which is an interesting subplot um, I'm just coming off the back of food poisoning, and the only thing that's making me feel more nauseous than the horrific uh, chicken wrap that I ate is the fact that there's only four runners in this event. Um, it's definitely not a punting affair for me. Paddington is short enough, most likely winner, as I've said, but if I was to have a bet, it would be on Mosterdaf, just purely on the fact that I like the booking of Frankie Littori, and this horse has raced prominently in the past. He hasn't always been that deep closer. I think he could sit in second in this race. I think Nashua will be right out the back. We saw last time in America at Belmont that the Foxes definitely doesn't want to be near the speed. So I think Mosterdough could sit very close to Paddington. And last time out in the Prince of Wales Estates, yes, it wasn't the best race. You know, Luxembourg is probably not a top-class performer. Uh, Neither of the horses in behind. Mark Prospero underperformed. Adial's not been at his best. So he didn't beat horses uh, of the same calibre as Paddington. But at the same time, he was super impressive. Um, his only two defeats in the last year have come on very, very soft ground at Longchamp. And then he got beat at Down behind a horse called Equinox. So he had a clear excuse there because that thing's an absolute monster. Um, he has five wins and two seconds from seven starts in fields of seven or fewer horses. So the small field shouldn't catch him out. So I'll take Mosa but look, it's not a betting race for me. Yeah,
0: I, it, 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 I, w- I would agree with that. But I think it's it would be sort of negligent of us to sort of overlook Mossadegh And I'm pleased that someone's put him up because I think the obvious selection and the, the kind of lazy selection is just say Paddington wins again because he's just been on this roll and it's not a huge amount of a race. But it's definitely the best race I w- you'd have to think that he's run in so far. The Eclipse, the Assembly Upjohn, was a, a big dart to, to aim at and he did it, you know, to be in the end. But this is a lot better race than the Nassau Stakes. And this will only be the second time he's run over this trip. So he's got to prove. And I just think with the, the speed element that they keep saying that he has, this is the time that uh, uh, he's got to really show that he can really stretch out. Um, yes, it's, it's quicker ground. So that might not be so much of a worry. I don't think he should be as short as he is. Um, but I just think with that weight he gets, he's my selection. Um but it's a uh, it's trappy old affair and definitely not the best um, betting race that we'll have this week. Um, so TC with uh, Mosterdath. I'm with Paddington, as is Ross. But throw in a little, if you can, maybe there's a bit of fun for Nashua for Ross as well. Um, OK, well, we'll move on to the Yorkshire Oaks because this is uh, a great race. Um, I usually feel like the Yorkshire Oaks slightly passes me by. It can sort of be a bit of a meh suppose just the fillies this year, there's a, there's a bit of strength and depth, albeit they're, they're not a, a, a brilliant vintage crop, but there's a lot of them running well at this level. Um, We know three-year-olds have a very good record in this race, so it's, it's no surprise that we've got a good um, selection of three-year-olds from that sort of oaks form in there, Um, albeit we don't have soul sister, uh, but we do have an Irish Oaks winner in Save the Last Dance, but I, I think Um, And TC, I'll come back to you first. What have we learned about Save the Last Dance from this season? Because for me, I've learned that she's a mudlark and an out-and-out stayer. So I can't have her as the favourite here.
2: I completely agree with you. I think she needs distance. I think she needs testing ground. And she's not going to get the latter here, albeit there are some uh, showers forecast for Thursday. But Tuesday today, when we're filming, and Wednesday both look clear uh, clear and, and dry and quite sunny. So the ground is not going to be on the soft side. I think she's very short in this race, and albeit I do respect her and Blue Stocking as the two three-year-olds <clears throat> at the top of the market. Three-year-olds have won seven of the last nine editions of the Yorkshire Oaks. I have to take them on, Jess, and I think the most likely winner is Free Wind. Now, obviously, her last two runs take a bit of forgiving. You know, she was a bit disappointing in the Hardwick when she finished fifth. Um, she was reportedly flat that day. Uh, Frankie Dettori said that in a post-race interview. And then last time out of the elongated trip and just horrific ground at uh, glorious goodwood clearly didn't suit her i'm more than happy to put a line through both of those efforts to be honest you know especially the latter one because she did travel nicely into the race and frankie was super kind on her once the race was gone you know he said it was the worst conditions he's ever ridden in and we know what frankie's like when it rains he doesn't want to ride anyway so uh he obviously was not keen to ride that final two furlongs uh, on free wind that day Prior to that, she was very consistent. She was winning race after race. And actually, on a seasonal reappearance, she won at York. So she has proven course form, which I think counts uh, for a lot in this race. Um, she has to give weight away. Now, that is the one negative. But I think that's factored into her price. And I'm willing to take her uh, in this race. You know, I think Al Hussein needs some give underfoot. As I say, I don't really trust the two three-year-olds, despite respecting them. So free win for me, just.
0: Yeah, I, I completely agree. Free Wind totally can be forgiven for that last run. They were swimming home. Um, I think born from that day can be sort of put a bit of a line through. It was, it was, they were lucky that they even got those first four races in. Um, yeah, good uh, Free Wind. Definitely, um, as I said, bother sort of first, last two runs where I suppose she, like, things really didn't go her way. She's been rock, rock solid, as is a lot of them. Um, Al Hooson, the, the price she is—I'm sort of surprised to see that she's been thrown in at, at six to one, Ross. She's a she. She's done nothing wrong, seemingly. Is it? Am I missing something here with with the price she is? Is it? Do, are people believing that like, Jim Crowley not being on her is a is a factor? He's obviously banned for the week. Um, David Egan replaced her. You know, it's not not a horse I'm necessarily going to follow in. I just I would have expected to be slightly shorter than she is.
1: Yeah, I mean, she's 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 not got a fashionable sort of uh, profile. She's been quite a slow burner. And I must admit, I was t- quite taken by Jim Crowley's comments after the race last time, where he sort of was, as as uh, some interviewers, not yourself, Jess, l- like to lead to get a soundbite. And they were leading, that they want him to say she was a really smart filly. And he was more reserved than that. You know, he was full of praise of her, but he didn't sort of go overboard. Um, that leads me to think that they know she's perhaps not not top class. I think she got a very good ride last time in a, a weaker contest than this. Um, I completely agree with you and in, in TC. I mean, Save the Last Dance has got to be the lay of the week on the current ground, hasn't she? If you're, if you're backing her, you're hoping that William Derby does what some of the clerks of the course have done this year, which is look at the forecast and say, oh, there's a little bit of rain forecast, but just in case I'll dump a load of uh, irrigation down. Um, she surely needs a bog over this, over this trip. I think Blue Stocking will comfortably reverse the form with her from the from the Irish Oaks. Um, but T C said he didn't like uh, the two three-year-olds. He's he's missed one out, and that's Novokai for Carl Burke and William Buick. Um, she's got a good bit to find six seven pound if the top two in the market run to their to their level. But she was really impressive, albeit only in a listed contest last time. Traveled like an absolute machine through it, eased to a five-length win. Um, You'd have to forgive her run before that in Shanti, but that was her first time traveling abroad and with a with a young filly, I can forgive that you know i I found no reason I found no quote that she didn't travel, but um you know when you're looking for reasons to go away from the top of the market, you 've got to take a few guesses, and I just wonder whether she perhaps didn't enjoy the traveling over um and then before that, she was a really good second in the Mussadora um at this track behind Soul sister just. Didn't have the, the the finishing kick over that over that trip. Her two year old form was really good. She she chased home commissioning, who would probably have been the leading three year old filly coming into this year if we hadn't have unfortunately lost her. Um, I just think she's been overlooked for one subpar run. Um, I think she's a really smart filly. William Buick I thought was a really eye catching booking taking over from Sam James who did nothing wrong last time. Um, 16 to one, just to me seems far too big when there's plenty of questions about the ones, uh, above her.
0: Yeah. Carl Burke trained, you know, this is his back garden. I think in general, this week is it's Northern is slightly North versus South and North claiming, um, their track and making sure that they're showing uh, the South, how to do it. And I, it, it is when you get to these group ones where there's a where sort of new market based trainers, um, just show their their excellence, and their dominance, but. Carl Burke has been really, really keen and desperate to find that as uh, sort of the next Group One winner. Um, he's been dining at, at the top table, but it's just not been good enough from her uh, getting that Group One winner. Um, is Novakai that? Well, she's um, certainly he made it out to me when I when I saw him at the beginning of the season that she should be she should be right up there. So she shouldn't be underestimated. She's sixteen to r- one around about, um, coming out of that Listed race where she destroyed those fillies. Um, but this is a uh, this is slightly tougher. So I suppose that's why she is the price she is. Um, as I mentioned, when we began this race, it's not just it's got a lot of depth to it. I like the fact that Paddy Toomey bringing over Ross Carberry. She's um she's a very solid filly. She's a five year old now. I don't think she's she's definitely not. Um, she's c- keeping up uh, at her own level. They really mix up the trip with her. Um, I was surprised to see her running over us, um, the distance that she did last time out um in the in the um, international over one mile six she's coming back to one mile four which i think is her optimum. I don't think she should be overlooked at around twelve to one a good each way price as well but I like blue stocking um i think i've it's already been mentioned that um uh i think i would, i think t c might have said that it should reverse form say the last chance ground wise um being in more in her favor Uh, She's very, very lightly raced. I think of all of them, she's still probably improving. We haven't seen um, what she could be really capable of, and that was a big, big run last time to prove that she's a a group one class. Um, As we know, the three-year-olds have a very good record in the race. She'll get a lot of weight around. Rafe Beckett's yard absolutely flying. Um, Ross Ryan gets the ride back, and I'm keen to see how she gets on and what looks like a really open affair indeed. So. She's around seventy-two, but I think in general we're all against um, the favourite. Save the last dance, um, and uh, I wouldn't—I'd actually be surprised to see her as favourite come the day. Um, but um, we uh, all have a different differing of opinion. Free wind for TC um, Nova Kai for Ross, and I'm um, I'm going for blue stocking with a with a little bit of an each way on a favourite of mine in Ross Carbury. Um, so that's the Yorkshire Oaks. Um, we're going to uh, move on to Friday, as mentioned we are recording this on Tuesday so we don't have declarations yet for York but we've got a pretty good understanding of what will be running in the wooden Bassett Nunthorpe Stakes as uh, last year's winner has been aimed at this race throughout the season that's Highfield Princess um, Bradsell has been weighted with for this since he beat Highfield Princess um, in the Kingstown Stakes and um, Big Ebbs has been supplemented for a lot of money and is the the two-year-old in the, in the field taking, it over, um, taking on his old a bit like the platinum queen did last year. Andrek Zaney, um, recent Group 1 winning jockey from the weekend, has got the ride on eight stone three that horse will carry. And then we got um, the likes of regional and twilight calls in um, what's always a very good dash. I suppose, TC, the draw going to be quite key to making firm decisions, or do you have a big opinion as we stand?
2: I just like a middle draw. I have to say, um, I'm not overly keen on far side or near side. I just don't want to be on the wing. Anything down the middle, you've got a good chance of winning. Okay,
0: good to know. So that's um, probably either going to benefit or hinder any selection. But I just suppose that if you're really good and you've got a, you've got a horse that's got the tactical speed, you sort of get through it. What do you make of having big evs in this field? Do you think he's uh, as talented as as high foot as? Um, the Platinum Queen was last year, he ran a very good second.
2: Yeah, well, it's good to have a two-year-old in there, isn't it? It's always the, the added element of having a juvenile against the older horses. Uh, everyone always looks to have a two-year-old in the Nunthorpe every year. Uh, we've seen the likes of Acapulco. Uh, Kingsgate Native was the last two-year-old to win the Nunthorpe back in 2007, I believe. Um, so it's been a long time uh, between the last two-year-old winner and now. I don't think Big Eds is necessarily going to end that drought, but it's good to see uh, McAfee plump uh, for, the, for the stars with this horse.
0: Yeah, certainly. Um, I, I just there's something about him that makes me feel that. Um, obviously, the ground was a, a slightly a hindrance to why he didn't win more comfortably at Goodwood last time, um, where where he where he won the Malcolm Stakes. Um, so I don't think we really saw how good he was. But Jason Hart, who didn't really feel like he had a tough decision at all, he was never going to get off. I feel Princess, but he's been on Big ebbs. Has always talked highly of him. But Ross, it you know, between, I get the, I got the sense from him that there was, there's no disputing it. that She's way and above better than him. Um, even though he's got, she's got to give, and my maths isn't great, but I think it's a stone and seven pounds away. Just there's, there's no, there's no defeating her. But do you think that, do you think there's something that, do you think there's, that he shouldn't be so quick to dismiss the horse that he's given up?
1: Well, I think if my lowest riding weight in the last twelve months was eight stone seven, and I knew that uh, he would have eight stone three, I probably would be talking up the horse that I was going to have to ride as well. I mean, he, he's, he's no decision to make. He couldn't do the weight on, on him, um, on Big Evs. So, yeah, I, mean, I'm, I, I don't doubt he he believes in, in Highfield uh, Princess. He's he's been full of praise for her all the way through, and, and quite rightly so. Um, but twenty one pound is a is a lot of weight. Um, she gets a nice pull from the King's stand with, with Bradsell. Uh, she had to concede three pound there. She now gets a pound from Bradsell. Um, if you remember on that occasion, it was the stewards inquiry, Bradsell sort of came across left-handed in the closing stages, but I think the stewards got the decision, right? I don't think she was ever quite gonna, gonna get there. Um, but this is her time of year last year. She won three from August and September, um, and, and took her, her career to a, to another height, um if like with a lot of fillies and mares, when they really get the the hot weather on their back, assuming that um, comes, now is perhaps the time to catch her. But just 21 pound and 22 pound that Big Evs gets, I've I've got to be with him. Um, And I just like the angle that Mick Appleby is a trainer of sprinters. So I just have it in my head that he is perhaps more than anyone adept at assessing whether this two-year-old can go and knock it in these sprints because sprinters are what he knows inside, um, and out. I liked what he did in the molecule. I liked that he was able to tough it out on ground that didn't suit. Um, so often with two year olds, you'll see them have vastly different form. Given different conditions. Um, and th- at that age, they're not as adaptable as they are when they get a little bit older and a little bit more, uh, race sort of, uh, wise. Um, Andrea is absolutely flying. I mean, I-, I wonder if a few jockeys are going to sort of announce they're off to Hong Kong. just in the hope they get the same sort of upturn as, as he's had, um, had a really good, good run of it. And with that confidence, which I think was probably a little bit lacking having lost his retainer last year is, is back. And of course, when you're confident, you make all the right decisions. You don't go for the gap you shouldn't go for, and you do go for the gaps you should go for. Um, so just at the prices getting all that weight, um, big Evs is the one for me.
0: Yeah, I'm I I agree with all of that. That's why i kept finding it really difficult to split him in, in Highfield and Highfield Princess. Of course, um, as you're right to say, Jason Hart would never have been able to done done eight three, but I think it, it's uh it, it wasn't it didn't feel like a pains to feel like he, he wished he could do, but and um, but look his 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 life, his career has been revolved around Highfield Princess for so long now and she's taken him to new heights. I just felt like I don't know, you want to feel if I could, only if I could, that would have been such a ride. I just, I, I, I don't know. I don't know if he is as good as Patman Queen was coming into this. She was a monster to look at. I remember in the paddock before the Nun thought thinking because she doesn't look like a two year old. Whereas Big Ed does look like a blue two year old. He's a he's a typical blue point, which are uh, they're sort of well put together, stocky looking sorts. He might just be swallowed up a little bit, which is what I sort of feel about Bradsell As much as he's done really, really well. There's still something that I just can't quite trust that he's going to turn up and do it, whereas Highfield Princess, she's so solid. She does, she turns up and does it. This is her time of year. Um, this is what it's all, all been about. Um, I can't really see past her. I think if you can get whatever price you can for her now, I think she's just going to get shorter. There isn't a huge amount in there that really worries me um, against her. Um, she can do it any way around, um, and the ground would be perfect for her. So I, I'm finding it very difficult to go against her. But if you can get around seven to one for big ebbs, it's not a bad each way-ish price, but you wouldn't want it any shorter. But likely he'll come in for, for a bit as well. The draw will be interesting. As TC says, he's the man to know about draws. You want to go down the middle, um, for the Nunthorpe. Um, so keep an eye on declarations as they come out. On Wednesday, for been listening to it after today. Today's Tuesday. Obviously, we still don't have declarations, um, but a lot of these horses are already jocked up um, ahead of um, such a, a big assignment. Uh, okay, so that was an unthought. Uh, the Yorkshire Oaks and the Drummond International, we've given them a good look through, but very good competitive handicaps and two-year-old races, sales races over the course of um, Wednesday and Thursday. So we're going to ask Ross and TC for a nap and next best um from either of those days? Um, Ross, I'll come to you first.
1: So the nap is uh, a winning nap last time and relief rally. She won a sales race last time, which she, she was fully entitled to win, um, but she won it very impressively. She absolutely bolted clear in the closing stages at Newbury. That was over five furlongs. She arrived there unlucky not to be Unbeaten, having been in front and in, uh, in the Queen Mary, a stride before the line, a stride after the line, but just unfortunately not on the line. Again, finishing to good effect at, at Ascot over that five furlong trip. Um, I've watched her from the beginning of the season and was adamant she was going to be better when she went over six furlongs. If I'm right, she's going to win this and win this comfortably. She's drawn in the middle of the track, which as T C has said, gives you gives you options. Um, so I think she'll win the Lowther um, on Thursday, that's the 150, the first race on Thursday. And then the next best also comes on, on Thursday. I was really tempted to go with some three or uh, two year olds from across the week, but I've, I've stuck to a handicap on Thursday, the three o'clock uh, the David O'Mara trained Orban. Um, he was, uh, beaten just two and three quarter lengths in this last year. Um, he's now five pound lower. He's uh, 13 pound better off with blue for you who, who won on that occasion. David Amara is just an absolute master at these seven furlong mile handicaps. Um, I saw a very interesting quote the other day where he said they they all just have their have their turn and have their time. Um, well, dropping down five pound is is, is going to certainly help Orban's case. He's got good course form um, and is though he hasn't you know hit the frame in in recent runs. He's not been running all that badly. Ran well off a mark in 96 in the international stakes at Royal Ascot. um, And then he was fifth last time at Sand and off this mark in 94. But he had to wait for a gap on that occasion. And he wasn't given an overly hard time once his sort of winning chance had gone. He ran into fifth. Um, Obviously, he needs luck in running in these big handicaps, as they all do. But he should be a decent price. um, And I expect him to go very close in the three o'clock on Thursday.
0: Okay, Relief Raleigh and Orban. I w- won't be any spoilers. I did copy Ross's homework. Um, but in fact, if anything, I just, I'm more of a believer after what happened to really Rally after, um, after the, the super sprint, because I just thought it took my breath away. I think she's the only horse that I would have, I know William Haggis was never even tempted to do it, but if she had been in the non thought, that would have been a bit of, that would have been a bit of fun. It's not really his kind of route. He's made the right decision, I believe. You know, it's the right thing to keep her in the in this sort of, uh, in the Phillies only, the Lowland Six, the obvious route through, um, even winning a, a, a super sprint isn't very William Hygus-ish, but she would have been the, she would have been the one that I can, uh, completely agree with you and really looking forward to seeing her. Um, I'll, I will come back to mine. Let's go, TC. Um, we'll go, we'll go to you next. Is there any two-year-olds that you're looking forward to seeing this week?
2: There is, uh, but that, that else comes up in the next burst. I'll start with the NAP, uh, which is Gregory in the Great Voltage the 3pm Group 2 contest on Wednesday. Now, this unbeaten three-year-old Colt, is clearly extremely talented. He was sent off even money for the Queen's Vars at Royal Ascot, just to put that into perspective. And although his future definitely lies over one mile six and even further, maybe he's an Ascot Gold Cup horse in the future, uh, I think he's got the necessary class and speed to beat this group in the Great Voltage. 11-8 to 8 seems a very fair price to me. Uh, despite the fact that Philippa Cooper of Normandy Stud, who previously owned this horse, was adamant that he needs a longer trip than he's going to get on Wednesday. I don't think it'll be an issue whatsoever. Uh, and the next best is available at a much bigger price. And as a two-year-old, the horse's question is Barnwell Boy. Now, stop me if you've heard this before, because I've put up this horse three times and he's yet to win from me uh, since he won on debut when I didn't fancy him at all. Um, but I think he's had good excuses the last twice. He raced furthest away from where he wanted to be at Royal Ascot. He made a nice mid-race move if you look at the sectionals he was one of the quickest in the, the middle of the race and unfortunately just faded out of contention late on largely due to the fact he didn't have a toe into the race there was no horse within three or four horse widths of him uh, inside the final two furlongs so i can excuse him his ascot performance last time out of glorious goodwood there was a huge bias towards the standside rail on the day because of the dramatic rain it was early in the meeting the ground near side wasn't chewed up, and it's always where you want to be when it, there's huge downpours court there at Goodwood. He was furthest away, middle of the track. Again, no chance from there. So I'm going to put a line through both of those. You go back to his uh, debut performance at Goodwood this year, over six furlongs. He was so impressive. And that's his only run at six furlongs as well. Now he steps back up to the distance, which I think is a big plus. Hopefully, he won't be away from any kind of bias at York this week. And he's 22-1. to one. I've got to give this horse another shot. So Barnwell Boy in the 5.20 at uh, York on Wednesday is my next best.
0: Yeah, and he's one of the highest rated, isn't he? Uh, 22 to 1. It's a big price for a horse that um, is rated 91. It's a competitive race, that nursery. Uh, uh, the final race on on, Tuesday, on Wednesday, so Barnwell Boy and Gregory for TC. As I mentioned, I'm really looking forward to seeing Relief really Rally. Um, so I'm agreeing, agreement there with, with Ross. Um, a, 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 a filly who should be able to take a, a step up and trip and a and a and a group two really based on what she's done in her stride, especially that if you look at the, the form line and the horses that she's she's opposing this time they've got to up their game to get to get near her um, so that's relief rally um, the next horse that I am going to be putting up it comes um, on Wednesday at uh, times at four forty five the filly's handicap. And um, pinafore. So another one for William Haggis, who does love this meeting. He loves um, bringing horses up um, to York, being a, a Yorkshireman himself. And pinafore, they put the cheap pieces on her for the first time. Last time out at Nottingham worked to very good effect. She actually bolted up. They also made uh, a lot of use of her as well. She raced more prominently. Um, and uh, she, she's due to go up. I think it is uh, nine pounds, but she gets a, six pound penalty so she's three pounds well in at the weights um, i don't think it's a particularly good race um the money that they've got on offer i think she's a lot better than uh, than a good few of these and um i believe if you can get 72 which she is at, at the moment that's good value for for a filly. youth they've just sort of worked out you know the best way to to ride her in a bit of head gear to also benefit as well so hoping William Haggis will have a good couple of days um with Pinafore and Relief Rally um to set the tone for, for the rest of the week um there's obviously the the E-ball coming up on Saturday as well um so there's plenty of good racing uh, for us to look forward to um, just a reminder that all new SBK users get 30 pounds of free bets when they sign up and bet 10 pounds for the first time. So avail of that if you're listening to us for the first time, which I'd be very disappointed because we've been going for so long now that you've been listening to us every week. Um, but if you haven't, remember to subscribe to whichever podcast channel you listen to. And um, we're also on YouTube as well. Ross, TC, um, as always, great to, to see you, bro. TC, get better soon. Let's hope that um, the racing this week helps. And um, happy punting, everyone. We'll see you soon.